Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 96. And man, am I excited today to share with you some tips on how we can be more productive and get stuff done. And not just from me, because I'm not an expert at this. I actually need a lot of help with this. Uh, I mean, I'm always, always struggling with this. I'm getting better, but I've gotten better since I started listening to my next guest who has a podcast and it's called Kate's Take. And Kate Erickson, who we're going to have on the show today, who also helps run one of the most popular podcasts out there in the business uh, category, which is Entrepreneur on Fire, eofire.com. And uh, she is over there helping to run that. And that's really where I found Kate's take because she started that podcast after they had already started Entrepreneur on Fire. So John Lee Dumas, you guys may or may not have heard of, probably heard of, but if you haven't, that's another great podcast that I listen to. It's inspiring. Um, they're they're uh, in, interviewing other uh, entrepreneurs, uh, going through their journeys, all of their struggles, and all of that stuff. So if you haven't checked that out, I would definitely recommend checking that out. But Kate's take really resonated with me because I've always wanted to know more about systems and processes and all of that stuff, and that's really her strength. That's what she is an expert at. So really, really excited to sit down with her and kind of ask her questions, not just for myself, but for you, because I know that these tips and these, uh, these bits of advice that she's going to share will definitely, definitely help us, and I would definitely recommend that you go check out her podcast. So with all that being said, I don't want to waste any more time. I want to go ahead and dive in. I want you to meet Kate Erickson, so let's go ahead. Let's listen to the interview, and let's be more productive. All right, everyone. Well, I am really, really honored and excited at the same time to have my next special guest, Kate Erickson from Kate's Take Audio Blog and Entrepreneur on Fire uh, joining the TAS community. So Kate, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day as I know you are. Uh, I really do appreciate you hanging out with us here today. Scott, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you inviting me. And I also appreciate everyone who's tuning in because like you said, you know, we're all busy. We all have lots of things going on. Uh, so I really appreciate you guys taking some time to hang out with us. Yeah. And you know, and I think you, you just, you know, hit the nail on the head, you know, we're all busy, but you're the one that's going to help us actually organize that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I found you, um, obviously I've listened to entrepreneur on fire for a while and, uh, and then I, I've kind of picked up on you and then I really started tuning into your podcast. I, I love it because it's really actionable stuff. And I think you really hit that, that really sensitive uh, part of an entrepreneur or that weakness, I should say. Um, so that's really what resonated with with uh, your podcast with me. And I actually, I, I did a, a podcast episode where I talked all about your uh, your podcast and how it's helped me. And uh, hopefully some of those people have went over and listened. But if not, now they're going to hear it straight from your mouth, but then we're also going to get them to listen to your podcast because I think it's really, really valuable. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, no no problem. So, let let's kind of let's kind of dig in. I mean, I think people, I mean, if they want to figure out like where you and John came from, they can go over to Entrepreneur on Fire. They can hear it all over there. I don't think we need to dig into that because I think a lot of my listeners are probably either listeners or they've heard of it. So if anyone wants to hear any of that stuff, I would say go on over to either one of those places and we can link up to that in the show notes. But I really want to just dive into the the kind of the, the productivity hacks type stuff. And and because I've got a lot of listeners that they struggle with and including myself, it's like, what do you focus on? I mean, as entrepreneurs, we're always struggling with that. So I'd love your take on that maybe. And then from there, maybe we can dig into some some strategies. Yeah. So, I mean, th this really depends on what stage of your journey you're in right now. 
you know, so working a nine to five and you haven't quite nailed down that business idea yet, you know, of course your focus should be nailing down that business idea. And if you are working a nine to five and you do have that business idea and perhaps it's already started, you know, what are your goals for the rest of this year? Um, something that I'm very adamant about doing at the beginning of the year and in the middle of the year is checking in on my goals. I know that when I set SMART goals, so SMART goals are ones that are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. I know when I set those goals that I'm going to be able to check in on myself and see if I'm getting myself one step closer to those. That really helps me focus throughout the year because if I ever find myself with, you know, we have so many opportunities that come our way. And when you have goals to focus on, you're able to tell yourself, you know, it becomes a lot easier to tell yourself whether or not you should be focusing or concentrating on that next opportunity. If it's not something that's going to bring you one step closer to your goal, then you should not be doing it. So I really think a good place to start is, you know, if you haven't found that business idea yet, really focus in on figuring out what that business idea might be. What can you start a business around that you're passionate about and that you're going to be excited to get up and out of bed in the morning and work on? And if you already have that business, make sure you have those smart goals set because that's really the foundation of being able to focus on what it is that's going to move your business forward. Yeah, no, I, I I love that. And I mean, our listeners primarily are, I mean, they're entrepreneurs, but they're, they're looking to either get started or they have an Amazon uh, based business where we sell physical products through the Amazon platform. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of people I thought kind of already established that. So, I mean, one of the biggest things I think for people, and I know this firsthand, I've got a really good friend of mine and I've talked about him and I don't publicly, uh, you know, say his name and stuff, but I have someone that I, I kind of help on the side. I try to anyway, but you know, he has a nine to five job and you know, he has a tough time carving out the time to work on his business. Right. But mm-hmm. he wants it real bad and he complains about the job, you know, but he just doesn't find the time or comes up with, ex- with excuses as to far as why can't, um, you know, why he can't actually take that time to do it. Um, mm-hmm. but he finds the time to show up nine to five. Sure. You know what I mean? So what could we speak to to that person? How could we help that person um, maybe, uh, you know, kind of get started or get themselves accountable to themselves? Yeah. So you really hit on it right there, Scott. You said he complains about the time that he can't find for his business, but he always finds the time to show up to his nine to five. That's because his nine to five is a schedule. Nine to five is when he knows he's going to be at work. So why not know that you're going to be working on your business from 7 to 8 a.m. Why not know that you're going to be working on your business from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m.? And I know that people are in all different kinds of situations. You might have a family. You might have, um, I don't, you know, maybe you go and visit your parents after work every night. I know that everybody's in a different situation and has different, um, you know, things that they have to do. But why not make working on your business one of those things that you have to do? You can make it a part of your schedule. You just have to put it in your calendar to make it real. That's when you're going to start showing up to it. And if you want it bad enough, you will find a time to schedule it, whether that's waking up one hour earlier in the morning, going to bed one hour later at night, stop binging on that TV series (laughs) that you're watching right now. You know, whatever it takes, if you want this, you have to schedule it to make it real. 
No, I, I love that. And um, I've, I've listened to your podcast and I know that that's what you preach. And, you know, the other thing I know, and we, we won't have, we won't really go into this part of it, but like even like theming your days, that really helped me out a lot. I mean, mm. once you're in the business, like, like you're, you're talking about like right now, the getting that person to just sit down for two hours and focus on something, right? We don't know what it is maybe right now. We, we can work on that too. Cause that's also important. You don't want to sit down and look at a, a blank screen or a cursor, right? Sure. Uh, and you've talked about that plenty of times. Um, but I mean, for me personally, like theming my days definitely, definitely made a huge difference because like you said, as an entrepreneur, you don't really have anyone saying you have to be here at nine to five and you have to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge challenge, um, for a lot of people. So maybe now let's talk to the person that's like me, you know, that, that was, you know, or even like yourself that had to come up with these rules in a sense, you know, like maybe talk about that a little bit as far as like, you know, how do you force yourself to actually follow these rules? Well, a big thing for me, Scott, is, you know, reminding myself why I'm doing this. When you talk about, you know, making making rules and and creating a schedule for yourself and committing to this, you know, it's going to take making sacrifices. So first of all, you've got to accept that. Do you want this bad enough to make the sacrifices necessary in order to obtain or achieve your goal? If your answer is yes, then why are you doing this? Why do you want to start a business? Why do you hate your nine to five so much? Why do you want to be in a different situation than what you're in right now? For me, I realized that when I was working in corporate America and I missed out on this major promotion that I thought was just going to like make my life for me. This was when I was climbing the corporate ladder. I thought I was doing everything that I was supposed to be doing right. And I missed out on this promotion and I sat there and I thought, why am I not getting what I want? Why is I'm doing everything that everybody else tells me to do, yet I'm still not reaching my goals. For me, I realized that day, what was at stake for me if I kept sitting in that chair from nine to five and not pursuing what I actually wanted was my freedom. It was my ability to grow. It was my ability to challenge myself and and figure out how to become an entrepreneur. And for me, every time I think like, wow, I don't have time to work on my business right now. I'm really busy. I can't schedule that time. You better believe what's at stake for me if I don't find that time is a lot more important to me than anything else. You've got to remind yourself what's at stake for you because that's really what's going to push you to keep going. Even when you think like, maybe I don't have the time or it's not convenient right now, or I really don't want to make this sacrifice, you know, really think about what you're giving up for your future, for your family, if you don't make those sacrifices. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I mean, it, it does come down to sacrifice. It, come, it could be sleep, right? I mean, if you're working a nine to five, you, you might have to sacrifice some sleep for, for a short term, you know? Um, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. Like right now, currently, like this second, like I, I locked up today to meet with you and I have other, um, I have other obligations. I have a workshop that I'm doing live in a little while, right? So this was my day. And I didn't realize that my wife already set up plans to go to the, the local fair with my seven-year-old and I've got an, a 17-year-old and a, and a 19 or a 20-year-old. Um, mm-hmm. So we can have a whole nother story on, on the kids, uh, thing <laughs> but you can see I'm a busy guy. Right. And I, I always stress that, you know, I basically do what I do so I can spend time with them and, and I do, but today was kind of like dad's work day. Right. I mean, this is what I have to do. And it, you know, it kind of, it bothers me a little bit, but I'm making a sacrifice because a, 
I got Kate Erickson on a podcast, so that's cool, <laughs> right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna make some shifts there in my schedule. Um, but you know, they're they're going to the fair. They're gonna have a great time. They're gonna enjoy themselves. But also, I have the flexibility of then you know spending time with them later or going. We're gonna you know go to Disney this 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 year and stuff. You know, so we have other things. But you have to sacrifice. And you know, it's I think everyone in any stage is going to have to sacrifice. It just comes down to like you said, what is um, you know what are you trying to achieve? And what is the long-term play? And then once you do that, then you can kind of figure out what you need to sacrifice in order to allow yourself to do that. Um, so yeah, I, I really, really appreciate you you kind of highlighting that. Um, the other thing I think that I like to just touch on here, and again, I'm kind of bouncing around a little bit because you've touched on so many good things. And I think if people want to listen to your, which I think they should, go over to your podcast and listen to these, like this thing, uh, Scrum, which is a very funny name, right? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to just touch on that real quickly because in in uh, in the space that we're in right now, I teach like five phases to basically starting your business and kind of getting yourself launched and promoted on Amazon. And we go through things like, uh, you know, product selection, sourcing your product, launching your product, promoting your product, inventory, testing, all of that stuff, right? But these are each, they're, they're phases. So each phase is its own thing. So I guess, and maybe just touch on that as far as the scrum model and kind of talk a little bit about what that means. I mean, I know what it means now, but maybe you can just touch on that because I think it's important to, to show people that how you can kind of just break something down into steps and then complete those steps and don't deviate from that until those are done. Yeah. And that, and that's like the most important part is to not deviate from it until you finished it. And that's really the power of Scrum. And let me tell you, this has changed how we work in our business using this method. And basically what it's all about is, you know, Scott, like you just kind of took inventory on the steps that somebody might have to go through in order to get their, you know, Amazon up and running. So if you take each of those steps and you're like, if you were to think of that as a whole, that might be kind of overwhelming, right? You're like, wait a totally. second. You just told me like five things I got to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and there, and there's a lot of steps inside of each thing. Exactly. Yeah. So, so really what Scrum is all about is, is breaking things down so that you're not looking necessarily at this entire huge puzzle. You're looking at the little steps you can take to help get you to that end goal without feeling like overwhelmed and like you're never going to be able to get this done. So if you were to take just one of those things that you mentioned, Scott, and apply Scrum to it, what it would look like is you taking that one single thing. And like you said, there's going to be little steps within that too. So let's Say, do you want to do this together right now? Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. So let's pick one of those things that you just mentioned. Which one do you want to work with? Let, let's work with product selection because I think that's where a lot of people start. And, uh, you know, and there's, there's quite a few steps that go into that. Okay, awesome. So if, if we think about product selection, let's just say that's what we're going to scrum. So we're fully focusing in on just that. Now that we've selected the one thing that we're going to focus on, we're going to break down every single thing that we need to do in order to accomplish that product selection. So what are like maybe some of the things that you would have to do um, in order to get your product selection like locked down? Okay, cool. And this is great because it's a lot what I te- teach on the workshop. So we can kind of kind of go through those steps. But the very first thing is, is you brainstorm and, and you come up with ideas. You don't really worry about if the product's going to sell. You just want to come up with ideas, hobbies, um, things of interest, maybe things you've had problems with. So you're really just, you're doing a brain dump in a sense. That's really the first phase or the first step in this whole process. 
Okay. Okay. Awesome. And so if we look at that as the very first step, and we'll kind of continue to do this throughout every step that you mentioned, Scott. Sure. But what's great about Scrum is that we're going to set deadlines for ourselves too, so that we don't feel like, okay, there's just like this indefinite period of time for me to just continue to think on stuff, because that's when it's easy to put it on the back burner. That's when it's easy to say, okay, I'll work on this tomorrow. So if we're going to brainstorm different ideas and, you know, not worry about, is this going to sell or anything like like that, right. how long would you say somebody should spend uh, doing something like that? Uh, I, I would say on the idea phase, the brain dump, like maybe two days. Okay, perfect. So, so let's continue going down some of the other steps that we might take. Okay, so from here, once we figure out this, and we're still in the product selection, product research stage, from here, then what you want to do is you want to take those numbers, or those, not those numbers, those product ideas, and then you want to go and start looking at the criteria. And there's some criteria that you need to to basically look at to see if this product's even selling. Like it's almost like proof of concept by Amazon telling us by looking at these metrics. So we then have to take these products and then input them into um, some of these different techniques and different tools to see if it's going to meet our criteria. Love it. So you're basically trying to figure out which of these products is actually doing well yep. so that so that you can get yourself closer to one that is going to be viable. Totally. Okay, awesome. So, uh, I mean, that sounds like if you give people the tools they need in order to go do that, I mean, that sounds like it'd be a quite quick process. Is that right? It really is. I mean, you know, it's a quick process, but it's, it's becoming a little bit more competitive. So people also get hung up on the numbers and then they don't pull the trigger. Okay. Okay. So maybe like... We set some criteria for that. And yep. then what what would be the the next step for people after they've... So let's say after they do that, are we assuming that they've come up with like one or two ideas or do they pick their idea right then? Yeah. No, I'd like them to go into the next stage with like five to 10 ideas. Okay. Awesome. Yep. So five to 10 ideas. So what would be that next stage? Okay. So now that next stage, we're going to go and see if we can source the product. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to go over to Alibaba or AliExpress or any place that matter that does private labeling, where basically private labeling um, is when you take something like if you went to the grocery store and you see that they have a generic brand and they have, you know, a, a name brand. Well, mm-hmm. we're going to be that generic brand that we can that we can brand with our own our own label. So we're actually like the manufacturer. So we have to go and see now that we found these products and we see that they're selling, we got to see if we can find one that we can private label to make it our own. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole nother phase, right? So now we got to go in there and maybe order some samples. Mm-hmm. And then from there, check out the samples. And if the samples are good, then we got to start discussing, okay, how long before we can get, you know, our order? Is there a minimum? Um, you know, then we got to kind of talk to the sourcing um, agent in this point. Okay, so this is awesome. So it, when we're doing Scrum on this project, everything that you just talked about, Scott, is a dependency. If we choose a product that we then have to go order a sample for, that needs to become part of our plan because that's going to take time. We're always looking to, when we're putting Scrum on something, we're looking to give it deadlines and timelines and dependencies because, again, that's what's going to help us reach our end goal in a certain period of time. Scrum is all about getting to your end goal in, let's say, two weeks. So if when you talk about like product selection, mm-hmm. that might sound kind of crazy that you would do that in two weeks, even just given, and I'm sure we haven't even covered half the steps to actually mm-hmm. get to product selection, yep. but even just what we've covered right now, it sounds like a lot, right? Yeah. But 
If we scrum that and we put timelines and deadlines on this stuff, you will be so amazed what you can accomplish in just two weeks. Or if you just don't even think it's feasible in two weeks, it might be three weeks or maybe even one month. The whole point of scrum though is that you're fully focusing on that one thing. You're doing product selection. You're not worried about how much, uh, you know, whatever the next step is to get you on Amazon, like maybe submitting. Um, I'm sure you have to go through some type of application process. Yeah, well, it's it, not even so much that, but people here, here's here's what people will do. They'll they'll start thinking about like how to promote their product before they even have a product. Mm. You know, that, mm-hmm. that's a big one. I mean, that's it, that goes in information products too. You know, you're always thinking about okay, how do I get traffic, right? And that's what that's where they go. But we're not there yet, you know. And I've already told people that. And it's funny, it's it's great that you're doing this because this is kind of similar to what I do inside of our our class. I have a private class that I teach, and I give people basically deadlines like you you know, here's module one. At the end of module one, you have basically seven days to complete this and come back to our community and say that you've done module one. Right. You're ready. You're on to the next step. Um, so and that's kind of what we're talking about is kind of scrum. Right. I mean, it's deadlines, it's dependencies, and we have to take action. <laughs> exactly. That's and huge. I love that you say, like, if you give people seven days, that's actually easier to back into your scrum if you already have a deadline in mind. Because if you say, OK, I have seven days to get this done, then you can start putting deadlines in place for each of the steps that you know you need to get done. I mean, there's no way that you can start ordering samples before you've gone and done the research to see which products are performing well. Totally. And there's no way that you would go to see which products are performing well until you've made that list of the things that even interest you. So I I hope that that was kind of helpful to walk through a couple of the steps that we might start laying out our scrum so that, you know, we're putting deadlines on things. We're only focusing on this one step. And I love that you mentioned that, you know, people get really excited about like, how am I going to market this? What's my website going to look like? How am I going to, you know, engage on social media in order to start growing my audience or, you know, whatever it might be for somebody's situation. I see this all the time. I have um, a lot of podcasters come to me and they're like, I really need your help. I'm stressing out about launching my podcast, da, da, da. And I reply back and I say, well, what's the one thing that you feel is holding you back right now? And mm-hmm. they're like, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to grow my audience. And I'm like, why are you worried about growing your audience? You haven't even launched your podcast yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to launch your podcast in order to start growing an audience. So it's really about putting that stuff in perspective and understanding that this is one step at a time. And when you take it one step at a time, it's going to take a lot of stress and pressure off you. I can promise you that. Yeah. And you know what, though? You bring up a really good point. I think people are going to resonate with this. I think the one reason why people do that what if thing uh, is, well, number one, it's an excuse to kind of put it off, but it's also fear, right? It's like I, I can kind of resonate with what you said about the people that come to you and they say, you know, how am I going to get an audience built? How am I going to get this? Because they know they're going to put the time and the effort in, right? But they're hoping, just praying that they're going to be able to get some type of following, right? And in this case, in Amazon, people are like, all right, I'm going to basically pick a product. I'm going to actually pay hard money for a product. I mean, we could be talking two to $5,000 in investment. So they're nervous, right? And they're, they're, you know, that, that fear comes up on them um, in anything I think that we do. But I've noticed it time and time again, and I'm sure you have too. It's like when people take action, they usually turn out okay. And they'll just either pivot or they'll learn from that experience and then just move themselves a little bit further down the line. But they're going to learn so much from doing it. And you know that that's what I, I think that a lot of people are, are they're, they're, they're procrastinating because they have that fear element, you know? So yeah. what would you speak to, to the fear element, I guess? I mean, 
we all have it. Um, there, there's, I guess, different ways that you can get yourself around it. But if, like, even for like your audience, like someone says that to you and they're like, you know, I'm going to put all this time in and no one's going to come. I mean, this is my third podcast. You know, a lot of people don't know that this is my third podcast that, that I launched and this is the one that really took off. So I'm, of course, I'm excited about that. And it's also about something that I'm passionate about, but it took two podcasts to figure out that those weren't the right ones for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's beautifully said. You you would have never gotten to this third podcast and have, would have never found something that you're just so in love with and that you have this great following for if you wouldn't have started those first two. You have to just start. Nobody else can teach you what it's like to experience going through the process of, for example, starting a podcast and having it not work out. Yeah. No, can and- you imagine all... The- no, go, go ahead. You, you, you pause there again. I'm sorry. You had, uh, we had a little bit of, and people might be able to hear that. I apologize. And I think it's just because you're in California and I'm in New York. <laughs> <laughs> the, the time waves are taking a yeah, bit we, to get we got, a, we got an issue there. I'm sorry to cut you off though. Fit, finish up that though. Yeah, no worries. I was, I was just going to say, can you imagine all the lessons that you've learned from those first two podcasts that have made this third podcast what it is? But you never would have learned those things from somebody else. You only learned them because you started, because you started doing the work and you went through to figure it out. Yeah. And I, I have to say this too. I'll be totally 100% transparent with you and with my audience. Is like, I almost didn't do this podcast. My wife basically said, Scott, you have to. I mean, she goes, you know, you're always good with people. You're always, you know, you always get a big following at our, at our picnics and stuff. People always want to hear what you're doing. And she's like, you have to do this. And, and if I hadn't done this, like literally like there's like, thousands upon thousands of people that listen to this that that and that I've helped now since I've started this which is less than 6 months ago and and people have come up to me and said that I've changed their lives so that's huge i mean that's powerful and if i never would have did it because i heard that little voice saying scott but what if it hap- you know what happens if it, if you launch it and you don't get a following or you don't get people that even care you know that yeah. i never would have been doing this well, and and I love that you talked about like the people that you come in touch with that are like, Scott, you've changed my life. Because can you imagine like waking up one day and being like, eh, I don't really feel like podcasting today. You know, how am I going to get myself into this rhythm of like really doing this? You know, you think about those people that you, you're impacting. You think about the, you know, just breadth of people that you're able to reach this worldwide reach with what you're doing. And it's the same thing for people who are selling on Amazon. That is such a pain point for people when they're looking for a product and they just can't find it. And they don't want to go to five different stores to try to find it. And they don't want to waste their time guessing. If you just get that up there so that you can start impacting and helping people who are looking for that, just imagine how easy it's going to be for you the next time you say, I don't really know when I'm going to find time to do this. Look at what you're missing out on if you don't do it. And a big part of the fear thing, Scott, just to circle back to that real quick, you know, I let fear hold me back for such a long time. Literally up to about two years ago, fear was stopping me from doing just about everything in my life that I wanted to do because I had all those things going through my head. What if it doesn't work? What if people don't like it? What if uh, you know I fail? What if I can't make any money and I have to go find another nine to five job? But you know what? When I finally started embracing that fear, that's when I was able to start breaking through it. I started letting fear give me permission to do stuff because I knew that whatever was on the other side of fear was going to be way worth it for me because it was what was going to get me closer to where I wanted to be. Yeah, it's that un- un- being uncomfortable thing that we've all heard about, right? If, if you're uncomfortable, it probably means you should do it. 
you know, Absolutely. and that's been true for me since, I mean, I've been online now for over almost seven years now supporting my family all, you know, full time. But, you know, I've done a lot of things up to that point that just everything I did kind of like it, it created a new opportunity, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't just confident about it. I was kind of, you know, fearful of it. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And same thing. I did the same thing way back, going back like 15 years ago. I left a pretty good job working for my father's uh, construction business. And we were doing really well. And I left that to basically be able to stay home more with my kids and my wife. And um, and I left a good, you know, a good paying job. That was scary, you know. Um, so I think anyone just listening right now, you are going to have these fears, you know, it's normal. And you know what, if they are fears, it probably means that you, you, you should probably move forward with it, at least pay attention to it. And that's, that's at least my opinion on that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I think that's great advice. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I do want to say, um, you know, going back to kind of like hearing what your audience says or people that you've made an impact on, um, you know, I know you were at podcast movement, uh, 2015, you spoke at it. I, I watched your, your, uh, your performance there. It was awesome, by the way. Thank you. And I, I know that you had talked a little bit, even on your podcast, that you were nervous about doing that. And, you know, like all of these things. And you would think, oh, Kate Erickson, she's, you know, she's on top of the world. She's, you know, no, no problem. And here you are talking about some of these fears that you have. So I just like people to understand that, you know, even though someone seems as though they're confident, they might not be, they might have these fears, but they're still doing it because they know that the, you know, people are depending on them, you know? Beautifully so, said. Yeah. So I really, really wanted to say thank you so much again for uh, for taking the time for, hey, for doing that presentation too at Podcast Movement. I watched it and, and I got to be honest here, I, I only stayed for, I went to Podcast Movement to really kind of see uh, Pat Flynn, see uh, uh, John, see yourself. And, uh, and that was pretty much it. Um, the only reason why I went and the, the other reason why I went is because I had uh, people there like Jamie Tardy and stuff that I, I met there and met, met with a few other people. But I also had people from my community actually fly in just because I was going to be there. I literally wow. had about 40 people show up for our community that I've created from this podcast literally less than six months ago. And these people looking in me or looking at me in my eye and saying like, Scott, you've made a huge impact on my life. For, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have gotten started and I wouldn't have been able to create this second income or whatever, right? Powerful. Congratulations. Yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I, and again, I want to thank you for that because again, watching you and John has really inspired myself to, to kind of like go down this road and, and really just go at it as deliver the content, you know, give great, great content. And from there, you know, help people and, and good things will happen. And, and it's, it's definitely, it's working. And I think that anyone listening, um, should definitely follow that advice. It, it definitely will not steer you wrong. So, I want to thank you so much for taking time. I know you're busy and I appreciate it. And if anyone wants to get in touch with you, uh, how would they do that? You can uh, find everything that we work on over at eofire.com. All right. Awesome. And I'll link up everything there and I'll link up uh, your podcast there as well. But uh, yeah, thanks so much again, Kate. I really do appreciate it. And uh, tell John I said hi. Scott, I will. Thank you so much. All right. Cool. Thanks. Okay, well, that was awesome, right? I mean, come on, let's face it. That was really, really good stuff. And you can definitely see that Kate knows what she's talking about. And she's done it. She's passionate about it. And uh, she just has a really uh, a really good way of explaining it and, and having it make sense. And again, I will definitely, definitely link up in the show notes uh, to her uh, podcast and uh, to their website because I think you should definitely 
definitely check it out. And uh, especially, like I said, when it comes to all of the uh, productivity type stuff and systems and processes and all that, she's really, really good. And she explains and breaks it down even further on her podcast. Uh, So I'll definitely link up to that in the show notes. That'll be the amazingseller.com forward slash 96. So uh, yeah, once again, I want to thank Kay. Uh, She didn't have to do that. I reached out to her just saying like, hey, maybe she'll come on. And she said, sure. And uh, she did. So again, you can tell that uh, she's just a really, really good person. And that's really my mission here, guys, is to bring on people that I feel are good people that are also going to bring value to us, right? So this way here, we can all learn and grow together. So I hope you got value from this interview. I know I did. And, uh, you know, this way here, we can actually implement this and put it into action. And again, it's not, it's not going to be easy sometimes to do this stuff because it's a change, right? You got to sometimes adapt small change or, you know, kind of input small change. So this way here, we can slowly start to, you know, create habits and to create these systems. So this way we can just follow along. Uh, So that's it. That's pretty much going to wrap up this episode. I want to thank Kate once more because she was awesome. And I want to thank you guys for listening and for supporting the show. And if you guys have not yet left an iTunes review, if you guys could do that, if you're digging this stuff, if you like the content, then definitely go over to iTunes and leave me a review over there, some feedback, and let me know what you think of the show. That would be awesome. That would help us in iTunes. And if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, you can do that as well. And uh, that would be awesome. All right. So that's it. That's pretty much going to wrap it up. Remember guys, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I know that you can make this happen, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me. It's important. You got to say it with me. Take action. All right. Have an awesome day. I'll see you in the next episode. 